Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we are doing week four running back start or sit decisions for fantasy football in 2020. We are going to be going over every single matchup from Thursday all the way until Monday night, talk about the running backs that I like and the running backs that I don't like in each and every single matchup. So if you guys do end up enjoying this start or sit video for running backs, there will be wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, and then later in the week, you're to see running back rankings, wide receiver rankings, tight end rankings, quarterback rankings, and all of that jazz. So make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below if you do end up enjoying as well as listen real quick to a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at overlaydfs.com overlaydfs.com is my favorite place to play daily fantasy football now why is that nick it's because it is the easiest place to play and the simplest all it is is one player versus another player plus or minus the spread. Now, some games don't have a spread. Other games do have a spread. It's very simple. Which player scores more fantasy points plus or minus the spread? For instance here, we have Ezekiel Elliott versus Nick Chubb. Who scores more fantasy points? Ezekiel Elliott minus three points or Nick Chubb plus three fantasy points? It's so simple that anyone can do it. It's so easy. You guys do all this research to win your week matchups in fantasy football so why not make some additional cash on overlaydfs.com make sure you guys check that out link down below in the description thank you again to overlay dfs let's get right into the video week four running back start or sit decisions we begin with the thursday night special and not so special of a game at all the denver broncos at the new york football jets it seems as though B. Rippon is going to be the starting quarterback of the Broncos, so this one is not going to look all that good. This is on the New York football Jets field of MetLife, pretty close to my household. But with that said, the stadium, apparently the grass, the turf, whatever the fuck that is, is messed up completely because all the players have been complaining about that, so I worry a lot for injuries in this game. Melvin Gordon is going to be a start. Now, I don't think Melvin Gordon is that good in this system for Denver, but they probably will try to run the ball a lot considering they don't even have a quarterback that is comparable in this game, so they're probably going to just try to run it with Melvin Gordon, and that Jets defense could not stop me if I was the running back, so I think Melvin Gordon should be able to have a big game here this week. This will probably be his sell-high window after this week, after he's skull fucks the New York football Jets. You should probably go ahead and get rid of him. Seems like Philip Lindsay may end up suiting up on Thursday. I would assume it would be more in a limited fashion. I wouldn't assume that they would even need to use him all that much, even with a backup quarterback. Beating the Jets should really be no problem. For the New York football Jets, I like Frank Gore in this game to be a sit. Same thing goes with Michael P. Ryan. I think that Frank Gore could somehow fuck around and get like 80 or 90 yards, but then you need to hope he scores a touchdown, and I just don't really see that happening in this game. I just think the Broncos defense defense is far too good to be defeated by a guy like old man Frank Gore or LaMichael P. Ryan. Overall, this one is going to be an overall snooze fest on Thursday night. If I wasn't a fantasy analyst, I would probably just go the fuck to sleep instead of watching this one. So with that said, my start of this game is just Melvin Gordon. There's no one else that I really feel comfortable starting in this game at the running back position. Next game here, we got the New Orleans Saints at the Detroit Lions. In this one, I'm starting up Alvin Kamara. Obviously, Alvin Kamara last week shoved his cock 50 inches down the Green Bay Pack throat. It was beautiful. It was an amazing game out of him. Obviously, the Saints ended up losing that one, but Alvin Kamara put on a show on the field. He was like, I don't even know. He was dancing. He was dipping. He was ducking. He was diving like he was in dodgeball. He was just avoiding everyone. He juked the shit out of like 30 guys, ended up scoring a touchdown. Maybe that's because the Packers don't know how to tackle. That's what I think. But at the end of the day, Alvin Kamara put up a big game. I like him again this week up against a not-so-good Detroit Lions defense. For Latavius Murray of the Saints, he's just going to be a sit on a weekly basis unless Alvin Kamara was to get hurt. In the case of Alvin Kamara getting hurt, Latavius Murray's probably a top-five running back 
on that week for the Lions. It is just a shit show. It is a smorgasbord of running back. If you were to start one, I'd probably go with Adrian Peterson, but I don't feel confident starting AP. DeAndre Swift was completely irrelevant on Sunday up against the Arizona Cardinals in their first win of the season, and Carryon Johnson is just out there, may vulture a touchdown or something, but he's not a guy you want to feel comfortable starting either in fantasy football this year. Next game here, we got the Chargers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and in this one, we are likely going to be seeing the same exact quarterback, Justin Herbert, in this game. I would assume to Rod's lung is not okay to go for week number four. Going up against Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. The Bucks looked much better last week, but it was the same shit, different day with the running back committee there. Seems like one week it'll be Fournette. The next week it'll be Ronald Jones. That's exactly what we saw. Week one it was Rojo. Week two, Fournette. Week three, Ronald Jones was the one getting a majority of touches. So you just have no idea what to do. So my advice is to just sit them all. To just avoid having any of them in your starting roster. If Leonard Fournette blows up, if Ronald Jones blows up, trade them off of your team because they will not be useful until Bruce Arians can commit to a running back, which Bruce Arians has historically not been able to do. So unless one of these guys ends up getting hurt in this game, then you're not going to be able to start any of them, in my opinion, for the future for the Los Angeles Chargers. I like Austin Eckler in this game. Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler seem to have a great connection. It seems like with Justin Herbert in the game, it's there's going to be a lot more looks for Austin Eckler, and Austin Eckler has been balling out the last two games with Justin Herbert, the pervert, so I expect nothing less here up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than excellence out of the bald man, Mr. Clean, Austin Eckler. I'm going to be sitting down Joshua Kelly in this game. It seemed like last week Joshua Kelly was just not as much in the game plan. Now, I'm excited to see what happens this week with him, but I don't feel as confident as I did in the past starting Joshua Kelly. Next one here, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, in this one, I like both running backs in this game. I do prefer James Robinson, though. James Robinson has proved to me that he is a weekly starter in your fantasy football lineup. Up against the Cincinnati Bengals, this is a cupcake matchup for James Robinson. He should be able to easily eviscerate the Bengals' defense. He has looked good all three weeks of the 2020 NFL season. I expect nothing less here up against the Bengals. Robinson has been both involved in the pass catching game as well as the running game for the Jacksonville Jaguars and seems like a focal point of that offense. Seems like a guy when Gardner Minshew is in trouble, he just looks to the right or to the left and just dumps it down to James Robinson. So I feel like up against the Bengals, we can see him have a very dangerous game this week with top 10 potential, in my opinion. Next guy, obviously, for the Bengals, Joe Mixon is going to be a start. Now, this is probably the last straw with Joe Mixon. If he does not ball out up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, if he does not go to pound town, if he does not go balls deep in that Jaguars ass, then you are going to be in deep shit with Joe Mixon. Now, I'm a big fan of Joe Mixon. I think the old line has really sold him high. They've sold him out. They've fucked him over. But in this game, he should be able to play fine up against the Bengals defense. Or not up against the Bengals defense because he's on the Bengals. Up against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So if he doesn't have a good game here, it's pretty much over for Joe Mixon. He can take the big dirt nap on your bench for your team because this is going to be unreal. I believe he has top 12 potential on the week. I don't expect him to finish top 12, but he has to get at least 15 points in this game for me to feel comfortable ever starting Joe Mixon again. This is the ideal matchup for Mixon, so I'm looking for a big spot here out of Joe Mixon. I understand there's a lot of concern with Joe Mixon not playing too good recently, but if there was ever a matchup for Mr. Mixon to ball the fuck out of control, it would be this week up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm going to be sitting down Chris Thompson in this game. Just don't feel like he's very useful in this offense. They just have not been using him all that much. Giovanni Bernard for the Bengals also a sit. Unless Joe Mixon was to go down, I would not really feel comfortable starting him. He does get a lot of work deeper into the game because for some reason, when the Bengals go down, they prefer to jump it off to the guy that is much worse 
attempts at when he catches the ball at creating yards, whereas Joe Mixon in space is much better. It makes no sense, but Zach Taylor is just a certified dumbass. So with that said, I like Joe Mixon and James Robinson in this matchup. Next game here, we got a game that I'm not even sure if it is going to happen. The Vikings versus the Houston Texans. Is there going to be a game here is the real question. Now, I have no idea. The reports are that we will know in two days from now, one to two days from now, so either on Wednesday or Thursday if they are going to be playing the Vikings as well as the Titans because they both played against each other. And there was reports of Corona on the Titans team. So I'm very interested to know what's going to happen. But right now, we have no idea. If this game does go on as planned, though, Dalvin Cook is a locked and loaded running back in your lineup. He is every single week. But this Houston Texans matchup is amazing for Dalvin Cook. This guy just gets fed the rock week in and week out. And there's really no reason to sit him at all, even up against a tougher defense. David Johnson last week kind of bailed you out. He did not do all that good at all in that game, but ended up finding the end zone once here up against the Vikings, a defense that is kind of beat up and kind of not even beat up just not good at all they they didn't even they traded away everyone they that defense from the past that you thought was pretty good of the Vikings is just spread apart the NFL has been sprinkled upon the NFL on other teams so I think David Johnson could have a big game here as long as it happens and it not it like the movie with the clown with the red like uh, balloon it's meant to say sit Alexander Madison as well as Duke Johnson now we don't know if Duke Johnson is going to end up playing but that does not really even affect my decision if he's playing I'm sitting him if he's not playing I'm sitting him and unless Dalvin Cook was to go down I feel like Alexander Madison is just not worthy of a start at all unless the situation happens obviously that Dalvin Cook gets injured so we're going to knock on wood here and hope Dalvin Cook is okay because we don't root for injuries here next game here we got my team the Seattle Seahawks going up against my Miami Dolphins in this game we'll be starting up Miles Gaskin now I understand Carol Gaskin is not the greatest running back in the NFL but understand that he is very used in the rushing attack as well as the pass catching attack of this Miami Dolphins team Ryan Fitzpatrick seems to love to dump the ball off to Miles Gaskin out of the backfield. He also loves to hand the ball off to Miles Gaskin, so I expect him to get a lot of usage in this game up against the Seattle Seahawks, and he's definitely worthy of a start. Is he a top 15 guy? No, but does he have the potential to be a kind of middling running back two on the week up against Seattle? I think so. Obviously, Chris Carson gets hit with one of the dirtiest moves ever in the NFL, or one of the dirtiest moves I've seen in a while of the Dallas Cowboys guy grabbing his leg, doing a gator roll, and then the other guy fucking hits him, and like it looks like he's trying to take out his leg. So obviously, even the Cowboys fans agree that that's a dirty hit, so I won't go off about that again. Everyone saw what happened. It was not good. But in this situation, I think that Chris Carson is going to miss one to two weeks. That is at least the report. I would assume he does not suit up on Sunday. They're 3-0. No need to risk Chris Carson up against the Miami Dolphins. Even though I'm a Dolphins fan and I hope the Dolphins can win, I understand what may end up happening in this game. So Carlos Hyde, to me, would be a start in a deeper type of league with a lot of upside up against the Miami Dolphins. People forget Carlos Hyde was a 1,000-yard rusher last season on the Houston Texans. I am going to be sitting down Jordan Howard and Matt Burita in this game. They just It seems like Jordan Howard will score a touchdown, but he's just not worthy of a start unless Gaskin was to go down. In my opinion, it seems like they bring in Howard. They bring in Burita at the beginning of the season. These guys are going, or in the offseason, but at the beginning of the season, the thought is, holy shit, this could be the one-two punch that the Miami Dolphins want. And then out of nowhere, Miles Gaskin shows up and just completely shoves his cock right in the middle of it, slaps it down on the table like his name was Nine Inch Nick Foles, and has asserted his, his dominance all over over this offense. So I do think that uh, you can't really start either of those guys unless Gaskin was to go down and Chris Carson obviously injured. I highly doubt he plays, so he's not going to be a start this week due to injury. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Just like I said at the beginning of the video, I make content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 Fantasy Football Championship. So if you want your best shot at winning this, you want to hit it with your best shot, 
then make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Next game here, we got the Steelers at the Le Titans. Is there a game here is a question as well because the Vikings, the Titans, the Titans have Corona. Who knows what's going to be happening here? Again, like I said, we'll know in two days better. So I'll give the report on that afterwards. So right now, I'm just going to go ahead and assume they play because that's what the NFL has told us so far that they are going to play. But some of the teams aren't even allowed to go into their like facilities so they're practicing for this game the titans are legitimately practicing to beat the fucking steelers a one of the better teams in the nfl in a zoom meeting so this may not go too well for the tennessee titans if they end up playing here i'm starting up james connor in this game even up against a tougher titans defense dalvin cook seemed to play pretty well against them last week i think james connor is just a must start when he's healthy now the when he's healthy is obviously concerning because the guy got hurt week one he played good week two week three as well so i expect him to put up a solid game here there is the rule, the Mike Tomlin rule, the coach of the Steelers is pretty much, if there is a starting running back on the team, then he will be a workhorse. That is like the rule right there. The rule of Tomlin. James Conner will get a lot of touches in this game. Just got to hope he can stay healthy. For D-Rock Henry, he's a must-start every week. You drafted him in the first round, even up against the Steel Curtain. This will be a tougher matchup. I don't expect him to have that top five potential on the week, but I do still expect him to have a pretty solid game here up against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And I'm sitting down Benny Snell for the Steelers. Unless James Conner was to go down, James or Benny Snell is pretty much useless. Next game up on the docket, we got the Cleveland Browns going up against the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry's World in Dallas. I expect Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to have a good game here. This seems like a back-and-forth affair where both guys will be involved. Obviously, if you're the Nick Chubb guy that owns Nick Chubb, you've got a half Chubb. You've got even a full Chubb for this matchup. You hope that the Browns are rolling the, the Cowboys and they run the ball more. If you're a Kareem Hunt fan, you hope they get behind or not a Kareem Hunt fan, but if you are got him on your fucking team, you're going to hope that they are behind and they have to pass the ball. But either way, I think this game could be a higher-scoring affair. And I think both these guys will definitely be involved against the Dallas Cowboys defense that did not look very good up against the running backs the past two weeks. Todd Gurley and Ito Smith had quite the field day against them two weeks ago. And then last week, they played up against Seattle and... Chris Carson played pretty good until they fucking injured him. So I think Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt could definitely have big games in this matchup. I feel like those guys are almost must-starts on a weekly basis, as well as Ezekiel Elliott obviously drafted him early. Up against the Browns' defense, sort of the front seven is pretty good, but Ezekiel Elliott should still be able to easily have a big game here on Sunday. I'm going to be sitting down Tony Pollard, because just like a lot of these other running backs, when it's a workhorse role, everyone behind them are useless unless the main guy was to end up falling down and getting hurt and not being able to get up. Oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. Cardinal at the Carolina Panthers. This one is going to be a big one here for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray looked atrocious last week. He looked like he was seeing ghosts like his name was fucking Sam Darnold. So here, up against the Panthers, I expect uh, Kyler to look better. And this has to be a good game out of Kenyon Drake. He is disappointed, not one, not two, but three weeks. He had a fucking three-peat like his name was Michael Jordan, straight on your ass of disappointment. So Kenyon Drake here should be able to put up a bigger game here up against the Panthers. I expected a big game last week against the Lions, and we did not get it. So this is kind of Kenyon Drake's last chance as well. If he doesn't ball out here, I'm likely just going to say, fuck it, kick the bucket, and get the hell out of here, Kenyon Drake. Even though I feel like he's just getting vultured by Kyler Murray. It'll just be one week where he scores like a touchdown or takes a big one to the house, and then you'll feel more confident starting him on a weekly basis. For the Panthers, big man Mike Davis, fat Mike. That dude was looking humongous. He was balling the fuck out, though. Eight targets again, eight receptions. This guy's a baller for the Panthers. As long as Christian McCaffrey's out, which he is because he's on the IR, so he's going to miss at least this game and the next one. Mike Davis seems like an insta-lock to start on a weekly basis. I'm going to be sitting down Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals. Unless Drake was to go down, I don't feel too confident starting him. And 
and Reggie Bonifone for the Panthers just does not seem like the running back for the team. It's clearly, in my opinion, workhorse role for Mike Davis. Next game here, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Chicago Bears. Nine-inch Nick versus Phillip Rivers. What a beautiful matchup here. And I believe this one is going to be a back-and-forth affair. Two defenses that are pretty good and two quarterbacks that are pretty good with good run games on each side. This should be an interesting one to watch. I like Jonathan Taylor in this game to get force-fed up against the Chicago Bears. There's a reason why they drafted him. They have the best offensive line for run blocking in the NFL, and Jonathan Taylor is going to get a lot of opportunity to run wild up against the Chicago Bears defense, as well as Naheem Hines in this game. I think this is going to be back and forth because Big Dick Nick Foles does not simply go down, bend the knee, and fucking lose. He is going to bend his cock all over the Indianapolis Colts defense, and I think that in that case, Naheem Hines is going to be involved because they're going to have to be throwing later in the game. For the Bears, I like David Montgomery. Obviously, had a juicy matchup last week. It was a beautiful matchup. You thought, and I thought, that he was going to skull fuck the Atlanta Falcons. Seemed like David Montgomery might be able to cut the head off of an Atlanta defender and put it home and bring it home on a stake. But in reality, he just did not do that. But with Tariq Cohen getting hurt last week, this is obviously not good for Tariq Cohen. I feel bad for him. But for David Montgomery, this is a good thing. It means that likely Montgomery will see more opportunity in the pass-receiving game, the pass-catching game for the Bears, which will bode much better for his fantasy football output. Obviously, you're going to be starting Tariq Free Cohen because, sadly, he ended up getting hurt. But good thing for him, though, he did end up getting a contract extension, so this won't really affect him. Obviously, it'll affect him because he fucking tore his ACL, but it's okay for him because he still got the money that he deserves. Uh, next game here, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Washington football team. The Ravens looked absolutely atrocious against the Chiefs, but that's because Lamar Lamar Jackson cannot play from behind. He's only a guy that can fuck from the front. He's only a missionary kind of guy. Once it turns to reverse cow, Lamar is completely fucked. So Ravens at Washington football team. I like Antonio Gibson, but maybe. Right? Because the involvement of Antonio Gibson is so confusing. Just so confusing. Like, they should be dumping the ball off to him more. They just don't. They should be running the ball with him more. They don't. They're playing up against the Ravens, so it's a tougher matchup. But I think Antonio Gibson is fine to be a start, but I wouldn't feel ultra confident in it. For the Ravens, it's just a smorgasbord and a shit show at the running back position. You'll have no idea who to start on a weekly basis. It could be Mark Ingram next week up against the Washington football team because one of these guys is going to ball out. Probably because Chase Young probably won't be playing in this game. So Mark Ingram could ball out. Dobbins could ball out. Edwards could ball out. But I have no fucking idea how to pinpoint which one it will be. So my best decision is just to sit them all, wait for one of them to have a good game, right? If you have two of them, and then you just trade off the one that does good. And then the next week you trade the other one off because they're going to do good. Because it's just so fucking confusing over there in Baltimore for the running back position. It is a absolute shit show. Kind of like what I predicted in the offseason. Next game here, we got the Giants at the LA Rams. And this one sounds also like a snooze fest because the Giants are going to get plowed into submission. They're, the Rams are going to dig them a fucking grave in LA in that new stadium, throw them in it, and continue going on with the game because the Giants' defense sucks fucking dick, all right? They are awful. They have one of the worst defenses I've ever seen, one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. This Giants team is just in the shitter. They're not going to... They may win like three games this season. That's how bad it is. So I like the Rams here to just run them. Darrell Henderson was going absolutely crazy last week. Seems like the workhorse back there while... Akers is hurt. Now, once Akers gets skyrocketed back into the lineup, I doubt it'll be this week, maybe next week. Then we're going to be in a shit situation. But here up against the New York football giants, to me, Darrell Henderson is a lock to be in your lineup and a lock to run crazy. Malcolm Brown, kind of what I saw happening, where what happens if Henderson's healthy? What happens to Brown? And Brown has just def been deflated like a football in New England. So I would go ahead and 
not start Malcolm Brown. For the Giants, it's just a shit show. They're going to get ran by the Rams. I mean, Aaron Donald might fucking eat Devontae Freeman for lunch in this game. He might not even return from the game. So with that said, I'm not starting Freeman. I'm not starting Gallman, and I'm not starting Deion Lewis. It seems very confusing in that Giants backfield, especially with a not-so-good offensive line. Next game here, we got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the New England Deflatriots in Kansas City. Now, this would be a very interesting matchup if it was Tom Brady. Still an interesting matchup because it's Cam Newton versus Patrick Mahomes, but not as interesting because obviously, if you guys remember, two years ago, the Chiefs play against the Patriots in New England. They take it to overtime. New England wins the coin toss. They win the fucking game. Patrick Mahomes goes home sad. Then the next year, Patrick Mahomes sticks his cock straight down Tom Brady's throat, and they win the Super Bowl. So, what do I think about this game? I think it's going to be a fun one to watch. Wham, bam, Cam Newton versus Patrick Mahomes. With that said, though, they have nothing to do with this. The running back position, well, they do because they can dump the ball up to him. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a lock for me in this game. Sure, the Patriots' defense is tough. They don't even have the best players. But Bill Belichick is just a fucking genius and will make these schlubs play amazing. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I expect to have a pretty solid game in this matchup. Not the best game, but still a pretty solid one considering he played pretty well up against a tough Baltimore Ravens defense yesterday. For James White, he's a start if he plays, obviously, dealt with a tragic death of a family member. So there's no way to determine the timetable of when he comes back. I assume that Bill Belichick told him, hey man, you don't have to come back. Uh, you can come back whenever you feel comfortable doing it, right? That's what you would assume. So I don't know if James White will play. If James White doesn't play, then I like Rex Burkhead in this game. Rex Burkhead rolled last week up against the Las Vegas Raiders. And I expect another good matchup for him here up against the Kansas City Chiefs if he is given the opportunity to play. For me, I'm also sitting down Sony Michelle in this matchup. I just think that Rex Burkhead is the guy there when James White is down. Wrong wording there. Not down. Just not able to play in the game. So I do like Rex Burkhead, though, in that case. Obviously, we probably won't know James White's availability until later into the week. Next game here, we got the Bills at the Las Vegas Raiders. Last week, Devin Singletary had quite the good game up against the LA Rams, but that was due to Zach Moss being out. It seems like when Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are on the field, they are just like a parasite to each other, just eating into each other's work like their name was Ezekiel Elliott, and they just cannot really get it going really like it's hard to figure out which one to start on a weekly basis so if Moss is out again then I'm starting Singletary if Moss is in then I'm not starting Singletary and I'm not starting Moss Josh Jacobs is an insta start sure he had a down week last week up against the New England Deflatriates but I expect a bounce back here even up against a tougher Bills defense because we saw Darrell Henderson play quite well against them last week Jalen Richard is also a sit in this game unless Josh Jacobs was to get hurt. Not really too confident starting Richard. Now into the Sunday night special. A snoozer again. The Eagles at the 49ers. The Eagles look like... Oh my god. They look deceased. They look like mummies playing out on the fucking field. It's unbelievable how bad the Eagles looked. They went to overtime against the Bengals. Couldn't even win. They fucking tied. They tied. Okay? The Eagles are bad. The 49ers have Nick fucking Mullen starting, and I expect the 49ers to win. Unless Jimmy Garoppolo starts, then in case they're going to win again. Either way, I like Miles Sanders in this game, though. The 49ers defense is deflated. They're not healthy. Miles Sanders will be able to have a good game. I just expect him to, regardless kind of of the matchup, considering he's so involved in the rushing and the pass-catching game. Jack McKinnon, excellent start this week again here. Sure, the Eagles have kind of a tougher pass de or rushing defense, but McKinnon's involved both in the pass-catching game as well as the rushing game. Jeff Wilson Jr., also a start for the San Francisco 49ers if Tevin Coleman misses. If Coleman is healthy in this game, I'd only really feel confident starting Jarek McKinnon. And now, final game, we got the Monday night special between the Atlanta Falcons and the Green Bay Packers. I expect the Falcons to be up like 70 points at half. 
And then Aaron Rodgers to just go crazy in the second half. There, the Falcons, I don't even know how Dan Quinn still has a job. This game is going to be a fucking boring one. Well, actually, it's not going to be boring because the Falcons are going to be scoring and the Packers are going to be scoring. But I do like both running backs in this game. I don't feel ultra confident starting Todd Gurley, but you did draft him early. And he has been doing okay enough for him not to completely take a shit right on your chest and smear that thing around and sign his name on it and really make you disappointed. So I will go ahead here and start Todd Gurley, but I don't feel that this is going to be a huge game for him. A.A. Ron Jones is a start on a weekly basis. This guy's one of the best running backs in fantasy football right now. He's just running trains on defense and up against the Atlanta Falcons. This should be an easy one for Aaron Jones to potentially have a top five week. For the Falcons, you're sitting down Edo Smith. Unless Gurley was to go down, you don't want to be starting anyone there. Same thing goes with unless Aaron Jones is down, you are not going to be comfortable starting anyone like A.J. Dillon or Jamal Williams in your lineup. So thank you guys all for watching this video. Again, if you ended up enjoying at all during this video, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Also, make sure to check out OverlayDFS.com. Link down below in the description. So have a great rest of your guys' day, and I'll see you motherfuckers tomorrow with some more bangers of videos. Goodbye!